Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. Uh, my name is Jared, and I'm here with my good friend, Miles. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Dude, we got an awesome episode uh, for you guys to listen to yeah, uh, today, walking through some really, really great questions. Dude, Q&As are no joke, man. I figured like we were going to reach out. We, uh, w- let's, catch it. let's catch them up. So we put this thing out there, right? Into the ether. Yep. We said, ask us some questions. We want to do a Q&A episode. Anything. Um, well, n- not anything. Like be, let's- Yeah, not anything. We're but- going to call some stuff down. But- um, <laughs> But we got some intense. Did we give guardrails? I don't know if no, we did. No, we really did not. Did <laughs> ask anything. <laughs> uh, moving forward, there will be guardrails. Okay. Yeah. So they were good. But here's the thing: we're gonna play some questions for you guys uh, from from real listeners uh, that that uh, and, and members of the Photoco um, that sent over some really great questions. And then uh, I think we're just gonna we're just gonna chat this out, right, Jared? I wonder if we disagree yeah. on anything. I hope we do. Ooh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. All right, so we got our first question from our friends Jose and Jessica. I think they're all the way out in Utah, so I'm just going to play it because uh, we got a great audio recording of them asking the question, and then we'll kind of go from there. Hey, guys, this is Jose and Jessica from Utah. Our question for you is, how do you approach capturing genuine emotion and moments during a wedding day? Okay, uh, first things first, Jose uh, and Jess, thank you guys so much for, for chiming in uh, and asking. Let's let's back up though. Like let's go ahead. The, the question before that question should say, "What is your motivation for getting authentic um, moments?" Right? Like not how do you go about it? How do you go about it? Should all come back? At, at least I would say, wouldn't you, Jared? It should come down to like, why does that matter? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think for us, the why that matters is is such a paramount, uh, it's so paramount to the narrative of the enti- entire thing. These are two real people that are living real lives and, and the stories are real and the ripples around the splashes are real. And authentic emotion should be everywhere. And mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe I would say, uh, Jared, I'd be interested in your perspective on that, but, but for myself with a camera in my hand, the motivation is how little can I change the story that is happening mm. right in front of me? And how much mm-hmm. respect can I do, uh, do, do it justice creatively? Yeah, I do know that when it's not authentic and we're not capturing authentic moments, it's the absolute worst. <laughs> Those images are the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've come to see over the years that the like the bangers that come out of those weddings are the most authentic moments that we that we nailed um and so i think seeing that proof like over and over after wedding after wedding after wedding it's like oh man we need to be looking for these authentic moments because these are going to be the best shots of the whole day and on the back end i think our client uh, agrees with that because they re- they remember they're in the moment of that authenticity and when we're able to capture it in a photo I think they're just so much happier man we just you just have to create uh, you got to create that dialogue though right that dialogue that basically mm-hmm. says like hey my job's not to perfect a moment here but I want to be in it with you I want to understand how you're feeling what you're feeling I want to be so empathetic to what is valuable to you that uh, mm-hmm. that 
you know, my photos tell that story. So I, mm-hmm. to, to answer your question, Jose, I, I, that's, that's where to start. How do you go about it? Well, you go about it by just loving on your couples, not from a perspective of creating images for them, but from a perspective of these are real moments in, in real people's lives. And uh, man, it's more fun for everybody. It's more creative for everybody, but also yeah. it's more authentic. And I would even argue it's more valuable when you do that yeah. from that posture of, of saying like, totally. let's do it real. Yeah, I would say to um, Jose and Jess, like I get to see, Miles does this really, really well. And I think it always comes back to just communication, like setting the tone for the day. So we'll roll up. We got our little roller bags that we're rolling up with all of our gear and stuff. And right away, like setting the tone for the entire wedding day of letting them know why we're there and what we're there to capture. And it is, it's to tell the story. Like we're here for you. Uh, however this day is going to unfold, we're going to capture it. And I feel like Miles does that really, really well. And you can like see it on the bride's face, like just relaxed after that, knowing that, oh, okay, like I was thinking that we were going to have to have this all scripted out. And it's like, no, 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 we don't, we're not doing that game. Um, and it's just, it is it's such a much, it's a much better experience. Yeah. Great question though, honestly. Uh, you know, a, a quick quick resource that I would point to for that, um, uh, Jose, is is well. First things first, do DM me. I would love to. I'd love to connect with you directly. But um, but we we did a, uh, a a few what a few episodes ago, and I'll find it. I'll, we'll post it in the show notes. We did a whole uh, episode on on posing versus composing. Right? Um, didn't we do a whole talk about that? Help me out here, Jared. Was this a podcast episode or is this a training in Photoshop? <laughs> I think that may have been a small group that conversation. Was a, oh, it was. Okay, well, Jose, write me. I'm going to get you that information because that yeah. concept right there, that just that, that pure concept of not acting out of fear with the camera in your hand and, and trying to pose and perfect, but instead acting out of just the abundance of opportunities of the real people uh, on the other side of your camera and composing moments um, just out of love and, and respect for them, man, the, the doors just blow wide open and, uh, and, yeah. and, and so does your value. Like what you're there for changes drastically. I hope, I hope we answered yeah. that. I hope we did too. Okay, I mean, who's that- next? Yeah, let's go. That's a great question. This is good. Uh, okay. Hey, let's, you want to hear from, from, from Bex? She's all the way over in Sweden. Cool. Okay. From across the ocean. She had a really great question. Dude, we've got a lot of European listeners. Okay. Let's hear it, Bex. Let's go. Hey, guys. This is Bex from Tidestream Photo. I am based in Sweden and Spain and basically all over Europe. Uh, so, my question or topic really has to do with equality in couples and wedding photography, especially couples where we have two different genders. I feel that we still see a lot of men being portrayed as strong and protecting and saving the woman and the woman in need of being saved. And this is something that don't really sit right with me. It's not something that I do in my photography. It was something that me and my husband strongly did not want in our own wedding photos. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, how come we don't talk more about this in the wedding industry? How are you working with this? And how how does this look in the future for you guys? Thank you. Whoa, what a cool question. 
Yeah. That's a, well, I love hearing just the different visions for things. That's a, that's a really great question. Yeah, that's great. What do you think? Well, okay. Let's, let's start by just pointing out the obvious. Like, Jared, you know my wife. I know yours. These are yep. two women that don't need saving, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> right? Like, we both married pretty uh, assertive, pretty bold women. Um, so I can see where she's coming from on this. I also can say this, though. Um, I'm having a hard time picturing a, um, a place actually in our photography where we even struggle with that. I can see, I definitely could see, I think younger photographers or, or maybe like young male photographers, um, you know, maybe kind of battling, uh, like gender, um, norm like that a little bit. Like what is your role? What's your, but that man, let's, I'm just going to say it as blunt as it possibly is, dude. The brides that hire us as a nine nine out of 10 times, the brides that hire us are bold, beautiful, yeah. assertive women. <laughs> the last thing yeah. they want to be portrayed as is like needy and passive and weak. Man, we let these girls go. But I think, you know what? I would say, I would say, Bex, to your point, first off, I want to affirm you. I think it's a great question and, I, and I'm grateful that you, that you sent it. But I want to tell you, very similar to what we just said to Jose and Jess, uh, if you are looking out for your couples first, just humanizing them, just loving on them, and this is an industry-wide thing, if you are just going into situations just full of respect and admiration for these two people that found each other, and, and you're for them, you know, like you're in their corner, then the way that their relationship works, the, the levels of, of affection, the levels of um, just care and grace and kindness that they have for each other, all of that is going to come to the surface. But if you are walking into any scenario, I would say, but any situation with a camera with preconceived notions as to what is correct or maybe what is normal, um, you're, this isn't just about, you know, like men and women or wives and husbands. I mean, this is just people in general. You're likely selling them and yourself short, right? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Jared? I mean, again, it is interesting to see kind of different perspectives and everybody's context being a little bit different and your clientele is being a little bit different. Um, but I would agree with what you said in the beginning, like the, the brags that we do get are strong personalities a lot of times and we don't really face that where we have to mm-hmm. kind of think of that uh, in those sessions. Um, but I mean, it's a valid I think it's a valid question. And uh, again, I go back to communicating like with your client and figure out what they want, you know, and knowing their desire and kind of how they want to be portrayed and kind of go, kind of go with it uh, from that perspective of really knowing your clients well. You know what, what occurs to me, Jared, is that now this is a conversation that we have a lot. And I think that this may be a, you know, maybe it's like an um, adjacent conversation, like an adjacent topic we have a lot of couples that will say we're not real, really big into PDA, right? Like we're not, we're not super like public displays of affection. Uh, that's just not how we work. Yeah, and we have like one kissing picture and yeah, it's, it's the one a, during the ceremony. I, I have a lot of, we have a lot of couples that are like that. And you've heard me say this before. First things first, let's just put out. This is literally what I say to my couples, right? Like literally, what I say is, 
anybody, I don't think I've ever been in a room with two people that just like walk down the street and kiss seven times in one city block. Like that's not normal anyway. That's just, that's wedding photographers being insecure about posing. And so they're just like, I don't know, kiss him and then kiss him again and then dip her and kiss her. And this time spin her and dip her and kiss her. And this time pick her up and spin her and dip her and kiss her. (laughs) And, And that's just an insecurity with posing. And that's a whole other topic. But what I will say is this, my retort, my bounce back to people saying they're not into PDA is saying, if I'm doing a good enough job as your wedding photographer, I shouldn't count as public. So whether or not you guys are comfortable with displays of affection, now that's a whole different conversation, but whether or not you're comfortable with public displays of affection, my camera shouldn't count as public. I'm not just a random stranger watching you guys hold hands. And I think that that, that's an adjacent conversation to this idea of saying like, hey, if, if you don't want to come across as meek or, or like subject to this man or, or whatever, right? Um, then, then be bold, take up your space, you know, it's like stand up and, and you can cuddle and snuggle in the most feminine of ways without it looking as though he is like dominant about around over you. And maybe that's our job is to show those levels of respect. So, yeah, I'm telling you, I think it's all in communicating kind of that, what you just said. I mean, I think communicating that well to your clients goes a really, really, really long way. Because I was thinking as you were saying that, like those PDA moments, like I think roll into the authentic moments a lot of times. It's like, if these people are like super in love, like this stuff's going to come out in the session. And those are the best pictures because they're authentic. And when they're not authentic, they're the worst pictures. So Agreed. Oof. Great question. We don't want to take those anyway. Okay, yeah, I love that question. Yeah. This is fun. Okay, we need to do this more often. Yeah, I, like I feel this. like I'm in the hot seat right now. It kind of feels like we're at a conference. Hey, what about we, can we hear from some of our, our PhotoCo people? Yeah, click, uh, yeah, jump in. Give us somebody that we know. Do you have any, did we get any about, questions uh, in that we know somebody from? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, you want to hear from Alex? Ooh, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, hit me. He always asks intense questions, though. This guy's a thinker. He is a philosophical guy. This is a good one, though. This one kind of made me smile. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hey, it's Alex Medvik from Boulder, Colorado. And you've often quoted this idea that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, uh, go with somebody else. And Jared seems to be that person for you. You've often said, you know, how important he's been to your your success and just what a wonderful person he is to work alongside of. So I'm curious, how do you find your Jared? And how can the rest of us find just such a, you know, a remarkable person to, to work alongside of us? Oh, Alex. Well, this is clearly a question for you to answer, Jared. Hey, is it? Yes. How, Jared, how did you find uh, your Jared? Oh my gosh. I know. That's so, it makes me feel so weird and... <laughs> I love so much. Um, I really do think, I think t-shirts should be made. Photoco t-shirts wow. to say, find your Jared. I think uh-huh. that's a fair, yeah, no? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd wear a bracelet. Um, um, a friendship bracelet. No, it's a great question though. And I think people probably get tired of us preaching that, uh, that story of just being better together um, because we talk about it a lot. I don't know. I don't think they do get tired of it. I mean, I think that's the point of this question. Yeah. Honestly, Jared, it's, it has to be kind of awkward to be you. And I get that. Um, but let me, clearly, the, the question is being directed to me, Alex. So I'm, I'm going to take this one. Take the rings, um, baby. Here I go. 
The answer to how I found a Jared is very long. We don't have that long for this podcast. Um, there, it's a good story. There have been, they, man, there, there have been several iterations of Jared before Jared. This is not Jared 1.0, right? Mm. Um, it took me a long time as, as a young creative and a young artist to um, be humble enough to admit that I needed help. And throughout the course of that journey, where I stumbled a lot was in the idea of finding people that were willing to help me, but not understanding what it is that I contributed back into their life. Mm. And so Jared was one of the first friends in this industry that I, that I built where our mutual respect for each other was at a point where it was very clear what we offered each other. And that wasn't uh, transactional. It wasn't a, a currency-based relationship. It was like, you know, hey, I I love your approach. I love your perspective. You make me better with a camera in my hand because I can I can respect the fact that you're covering for me and you're taking up the things that maybe I'm not as good at, and then vice versa. You know, in early on in Jared's when when we started working together, Jared wasn't as confident with the camera. He wasn't as capable with a camera, but. He is incredible at building relationships. As in, I've never taken pictures before. <laughs> That's why there the confidence is, is really low. But, 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 I, but what, I, what we realized, I think early about yeah. each other, but what has just continued to grow has been, has been this mentality. Um, I, I, I love to tell this story, but I don't think we've ever said it publicly. I, don't, we, I know we've never said it in, in front of like the Photoco community before. But, but Jared told me um, several years ago, uh, one of the most profound, cool moments I've ever had with a friend. Um, I wish you could see him right now. He's, bite, he's like biting his leg. He's cringing. Uh, he, he said that he was perfectly happy sitting on the sidelines, just doing what it, whatever extra I needed. He said, it, and it was, it was coming from this perspective of like, hey, I love watching you grow. Like, I love watching you succeed. So whatever it is that you need that I can help contribute to that, uh, I'm in for. And yeah. what's interesting is he, he flung that door wide open, Alex. And, uh, and I realized in a hurry that I felt the exact same way. And... And so, yeah, we've we've kind of built that relationship going back and forth. But if you're if you're in, in if you're in the market for a Jared, the place to start is in is not in like auditing your current friendships and realizing like who is that person for you. It's in simply being willing to admit the things that you aren't great at, and accepting help from other people that that are willing to help. Um, mm. You know, I, it took me a long time, Jared. Dude, I still you still have to call me out on things and say like. You know, Miles, you've got too much on your plate. Let me help. Yeah, that's called life, though, right? Well, I so that's what I would kind of add to it. You know, you might have this idea that this can only look like like a partnership, like in work, like shooting weddings together, doing sessions together. But I also think it could be like opening up just to have somebody in your life that could speak into what you are doing, quote unquote, alone, but just bringing in other voices. I think that is a an avenue of being better together. Um, it doesn't have to look exactly like how me and Miles roll for it to be beneficial. I think um, just the idea of of not like soloing life um, and actually letting people come in and be a voice into, into what you're doing, I think is a huge step in that direction. And if, if it comes around where, 
you know, that situation happens where somebody's plopped into your lap that, hey, this would be a great partner in crime. Uh, that's great, but I don't think it, it, it all doesn't hinge on that. Um, if you can't find that person to work with you, you know, every day, I think there's still um, ways that you can practice that principle of it's so much better together. Man, and if, I think it, it, if you are being that friend to people, I mean, that's, I think, what it's kind of got to come down to. Because this, this podcast is a, fer- a perfect example of that. You know, like I, I, I avoided, we, we had another podcast. Um, we, I avoided this like the plague. I had no interest in spending hours of my life talking. And, and Jared, dude, it was you that was like, hey, this is a skill that, that you have. You're, you're an incredible sound engineer. You know how to edit stuff. You know how to take care of this. And you said, Miles, like you have stories to tell. And I have the ability and the time to help you share those stories. Let, let me help you open that door. And, and, and I did that alone for a while. And then I did that with guests for a while. And it just, it just grew. But man, the reality is like you chose to be that friend first in any number of things. And, and, and man, that's, that's really special. Um, that's a great point. I really do. I, I agree with that totally. Like, go be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're looking for be it, go somebody be else's it. Jared, and there. Let's go there. But seriously, like, be somebody else's assistant and do, do, be humble enough to 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 pick up for somebody else. And uh, man, I, I think it's pretty pretty impressive uh, how far that will take you in life, just in general. Um, that that goes all the way back to the the very first question. That concept of of you know, we we say probably the, the the biggest touch point in our business from a vision perspective, from a mission perspective, is this idea of serving our couples. And you know, we're 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 desperately trying not to create award winning photography, but to simply serve the incredible people that hire us. And uh, and that posture, that life right there, I think takes you probably further than. Then either one of us had any idea. I, I didn't even know you could be known for being a wedding photographer, and here we are. It's kind of weird, um, dude. Can I pick you? Can I make you feel awkward? I'm going to piggyback. I've got another question that came in from a photo member uh, that that I'm going to I'm going to say here because it also is about you. So sometimes, well, let's just take a moment to say, dude. Sometimes I think you don't like Jared doesn't get the applause, right? And I he does for me. But I think it's really special, dude, that, that other people are seeing you like this. So it says, uh, if you could shoot, I'm assuming this is to me as well, if you could shoot with any other photographer in the world, who would it be? And why is it Jared? Mm, <laughs> sort of I wake up every day and I ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Please send your resumes and portfolios to miles at mileswithboyer.com. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's not too late. <laughs> Man, no, everything's for sale. We're hiring you all the time. Oh, man. Dude, what a question. If I could shoot with anybody, any other photographer in the world, I, that's not, listen, I've, I, I love shooting with Jared. If I had to rely on any photographer week in and week out for the rest of my career, it's Jared. If I could shoot with any photographer mm, in the world, let's go, yep. dude. It's fair. I want to see fair work. Come on. He's a fun guy. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta put on your uh, your your PG thirteen glasses for the. Yeah, he would keep things pretty spicy. Yeah, he would keep things the fresh. Day. But yeah, dude, I want to see. I want to see fair work. I want to see Tyler Rye work. I want to go see Ryan Teague work. He's got some cool perspectives. Um, 
I, I'm sure there's photographers I've never even heard of. You guys, y'all, y'all listening, let's go. I, man, I actually think that uh, we've, we've, we've thrown this idea around a little bit. On the back end of our triad trainings, you guys, this is really cool. Here's a solid pitch. On the back end of our triad trainings, if you haven't joined a two-to-one training program yet, the goal is for us to have the opportunity to shoot with each one of you guys. Which yeah. is so cool. So fun. So Alex yeah. is Alex that, that we heard from his question earlier. He is coming out uh, in August to Arkansas to shoot a wedding with Jared and I. We cannot wait. So excited for that to be a thing. Yeah, it'll um, be really cool. I think I just booked a wedding today, Jared. You didn't even know this. I think I booked a wedding for next January up in the New Jersey area where I, we get to maybe tag in Mark and Brittany uh, and be a part of it. Dude, y'all, if you have the opportunity to shoot with other photographers go freaking do it. You're going to learn so much. Um, so the why is it, Jared, though, for me, it, it comes down to its trust. Um, like, Jared, let's just, let's, let's say this. I'll, I'll ask you, I'm going to ping you on a question. If you were, if you're shooting a wedding and, and it starts raining and the light shifts and the mood changes and... Wait, you, is this the nightmare I had last yeah, night? Yeah, this is... <laughs> And 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 we, we start to fall behind on you know on the schedule, and we can't find the ring. And then somebody spills red wine on the dress, and like, right? Let's just keep rolling. We could do this for a while. What is it that you're looking for out of the person holding the camera next to you? I'm just thinking. We've been in situations like this before. Uh, so let me let me flip it around, and I know what I do in this situation. For you, when we're in this tense situation, I'm immediately thinking, okay, I know this is stressful right now, even though he's acting like it's not stressful, but I know it is. And so I want him to know that I am here. I see what you see and we're going to make it, you know, it's, I guess it's like an affirmation thing uh, to know that like, if the ship is tanking, we're going together. (laughs) Okay, but it's going to be okay. And just reminders, like I think in those moments, you just need to be reminded that, hey, man, it always works out. And if we're here for the authentic moments, like this is what's happening and this is what's authentic. So let's pull some magic out of this. And and honestly, there's been less than a handful of times where I've had to pull you out of a hole on a wedding day, you know, but uh, if if it had to happen, we would be ready for that. So did that answer your question? Yeah, I think you more than you know. Okay. I mean, here's the answer. You guys were just saying like, and why is it Jared? Well, because of that. It's this is this is the person your second shooter needs to be somebody that is not an they're not a Jared's not an insurance policy. Jared doesn't exist. Whoever my second shooter is, they don't exist to make sure that I don't miss the kiss. Like, that's ridiculous, y'all. And if you're still at that point, like, then you're operating out of insecurity. That's not Jared's role. Jared's job is one of actual deep trust. Like, I can trust to be able to say, hey, I can't go see this right now. Like, how many weddings have we been at, Jared, where, man, we're at a, you know, huge, we're talking quarter million dollar, half million dollar wedding, and... Uh, and we're running far behind, and I say, there is no way I can go see the decor right now. Literally no way. I have to focus on the people. And, you know, I mean, you guys that, that are listening to this, you know this, when you pick up an editorial, you pick up a magazine, you don't see pictures of grandma 
right? Like you only see pictures of the tablescapes, the flat lays, the the paper goods. Look at that napkin. Right? Mm. It's the napkin. For some reason, it's the napkin. And man, I have, I get to work with a second shooter that that I get to look at and say like, hey dude, it's going to be ironically my name on this magazine article on the back end of this whole thing. But right now what I've got to do, I've got to, I've got to take care of grandma. Like grandma needs these pictures and it's on my schedule to go take pictures of grandma. Dude, you got to go shoot the decor. <laughs> and we just have to trust each other that, that yeah. on the back end, we look at each other eye to eye and we say like, hey, how do the pictures of grandma go? How do the pictures of the decor go? Do we get it? We nailed it. And then we, we keep moving. Move on. Yeah, just yep. keep cruising. So, all right. Hey, yeah, babe, how about, uh, how about one more? You want to do one more? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got one more here. I actually really like this question. Uh, this one came in from Joe Torres. Um, Joe Torres. Always Joe. I think if you were to check the scripts on our, on our uh, podcast, mm. the most mentioned name, um, maybe Joe Torres. It's a, it's, it's, a hot, it's a hot button name right there. <laughs> Joe Torres. You have to say it like that. All right. Anyway, so Joe Torres says, um, how can photographers play well with videographers when your styles are polar opposites? And then he gives an example. He says, for instance, you don't pose your couples, but the videographer is giving the dreaded okay kiss over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yep. Um, you, know, you know, I what I respond to this question just right off the bat, thinking... Um, Usually, with our clients that we are paired with, they enjoy our style of photography, so they're looking for something similar in the video world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. So to say that like polar opposite, I don't know if we've had many situations where the videographer was like a polar opposite, but we have had videographers who uh, different approach. Say they're like. Yeah, they weren't, not that they're insecure. It's Mm -hmm. just not how they do it. Like their workflow is different than ours. Um, And I feel like us coming into it, knowing that, hey, we're working with a videographer that we've never worked with today. Um, And again, I'm coming back to the same word I've said almost every question, communication. Like we immediately, we go up to that videographer, we introduce ourselves and we're becoming friends like right off the bat because we realize that like we're taking on this day together uh, and like your video is important. These photos are important uh, and just communicating that right off the bat. I feel like we're able to work with kind of whatever. Yeah. Again, it's not about us, right? Like if the motivation yeah, is serving right. people, is loving on people, they pick that vendor for a reason as well, right? It's not, you don't have to like it. Yeah. Um, dude, can I, I'm going to tell the story really quick. We're doing this on the air. We're doing okay. this live. We're freaking going. Here we go. Um, I'm thinking of some funny videographer yeah, stories. Well, no, we're not, I'm not, I'm not going right off the deep end <laughs> okay. here. Okay, okay. So Jared, we land, we land in, in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We've got a big, beautiful wedding at this, oh, at this yeah. super cool place yeah. called the Hudson house. Uh, it's in Jersey city. It's like the closest, I'm trying to set the tone here, guys. I'm a storyteller. It's like the closest view that you get to Southern Manhattan. And at sunset, it's actual magic. Like you're looking at the Southern tip of New York. Um, the ceremony is out on the lawn. We've got a couple that has just drank the Kool-Aid. She is, she's cool. She's a little, she's a little high strung, but she's sweet as can be. And she is totally willing, whatever we say goes. Like if I tell Danielle, skip around the block, she's doing it. She'll look at me like I'm an idiot, but she's doing it. Um, yeah. By the way, I would never say that. But 
Um, but we're, we're cruising and and listen, we're in a good place. Like this is a beautiful wedding. Everything is, is well organized. And then, um, bam, uh, his name is Chris, right? Is it Chris? Uh, I think it was level 13 wedding films, level 13 cinema. I can't think of the name of the company. Mm -hmm. I forgive me here, but it's level 13. Uh, these like super New Jersey dudes, like big old bowed up muscles and tattoos and gold chains. Like he steps out and man, this guy has his own process. Like, I don't even know how else to say that. Um, and he easily out alpha to me. Like I, I, it takes, it takes a, it takes somebody to out alpha me. This guy was his, it it was his turf. Oh man. man. We were on his turf. (laughs) And dude, I was off balance for about 10 hours that wedding day, given it was not the easiest wedding in general, but I was about, I was off balance because I was like, you know, his approach was very different than ours. We had our moments where we were just able to tell him like, Hey, you know, didn't, you know, Danny Austin, go take a walk. And and that's really my approach for most things. It's like, let's just make movement happen and allow emotion to kind of show up in movement. And his approach was very, um, it was very like action-based. Like, we're going to start here. You're going to finish there. Okay, go. A lot of directing. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of directing. directing. Yeah. And I only tell you guys this entire long drawn out story, literally using the names of everybody in this to paint this picture for you guys. Because I walked away... Um, in my own pride, by the way, this is only last year, I walked away in my own pride saying, number one, we absolutely killed that wedding. Incredible images. Our bride is going to freak out when she sees it, and I sure hope the wedding video was okay. And then I saw the wedding video, and this dude blew (laughs) my freaking mind. Yeah. So, anyway. It was so good. Yeah, all that to say, like, Man, people have their own approaches. They just have to have their, it's like brush strokes, right? If we all painted the same way, well, then everybody's art would be boring. Yeah. So, and I think on the, on the back end, you could talk to those guys. And I think we, we sparked a friendship mm-hmm. by the end of the night, you know, with them. And I think they really enjoyed shooting next to us. Um, Cause I think we've all had bad experiences yep. like of coming into a wedding and thinking like photo video or like they're on different teams and you're like fighting against each other. But I think we came in there and let them know why we were there. They let us know why they were there. And we're like, let's do this thing. And they were cool because they were a duo as well. And so we were able to relate to that and they were able to relate to us um, in that. And uh, I think we really teed off each other um, in a lot of that and a lot of those moments um, and the authentic stuff was captured in video and in photo. And uh, I think the end product was a lot of fun. They were some of my favorite videographers to ever work oh, with. Oh, 100%, man. And I cannot wait. I honestly can't wait to work with them again. I think, yeah, I I think if, if you and I had the opportunity to do three or four more weddings with them, it would push us a lot. Um, sure. And I love that. I'll say that. Like, I love to work with any vendor. You know, I'm, I'm always very hesitant when I talk to, to my clients. I make sure that they understand I don't see myself as a wedding vendor at all. Uh, I see myself very much outside of that, not above it, just very much outside of that, uh, in general. But, um, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, they were, they were an example of like a a wedding vendor, like a, a florist that just blew my mind. It was like, it pushed us. It, it, it made us Mm -hmm. see things in different ways and new ways. And, um, yeah, we've been around all kinds of, you know, lighting technicians and bands, you know, bands that have been yeah. so wild that we're like holding on for dear life. Right. And, yeah. um, and I think all, by the way, that same wedding was an example of all of that. We had a drum line at that yeah. wedding, you guys. It, it was, was crazy. Nuts. But 
That was a wild, wild wedding. Any, but long story short, there, I think, I think the end game. We, we can come around and basically say this: if if you allow your pet peeves to affect your photography or your videography or or whatever you're doing, if you allow it to affect it at such a point to where it devalues it, well, then you've done yourself and your clients a a disservice. But maybe, and, and I think this is fair to say as well, on, on the flip side, if you're so unwilling to set parameters or lines that you won't cross in order to protect the value of what you do, um, like if you're, if you're not willing to do that, then, mm-hmm. uh, then that's dangerous as well. You know, you kind of have to know, yeah. like, this is what we do. So, so a, a great example to that is, um, is uh, like, like, here we go, another true story time, table shots. Right, like okay. how many how many weddings you know? Every, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Okay, so no, let me let me tell no, it, please. Okay, be gentle. What? Hold on, just five seconds. So Moss comes up to me during the reception, and we're we're shooting this like the first dance is like about to happen. It was two weeks Miles, ago. Miles like swings three weeks ago. Yeah, swings by really quick. He goes, the mother of the bride just asked that I would take pictures of every single table at this reception, there's and there's like what? Guests. How many tables? Three hundred. Yeah, guests. there's like thirty tables. Yeah. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. So cover this. I'm gonna go do it. And so he literally goes and takes a picture of all 30 tables. And let me tell you, people, the edicts were amazing. No, they weren't. They were horrible. Okay, so here's here's my point. This is something that we just don't do. It's kind of like handing me a shot list at this point in my career. I don't take shot lists. Now, a lot of photographers operate really well under the idea of having a shot list. I won't take it. If you're going to send me, a, put me a, a piece of paper in my hand that says, please take a picture of the flower girl coming down the aisle. My answer is no. I'm not. A, I, that means that we're not a good fit for each other. I need you to trust me, right? That being said, I do communicate with clients throughout the entire day where I'm like, hey, if something pops up that you just, for some reason, are very passionate about, we're here for you. Let me know. And I will handle it. Well, mom comes over, right? And she's like, oh my gosh, somebody told me that they did this at their wedding and they just love these photos. And my immediate reaction, like I just said, was no. Uh-oh. <laughs> nope, not doing that. Yeah, I don't have, we don't have lighting set up for this. There's no way I can guarantee the the look. That everybody will be in focus. Yeah, that every, no right? To, I can't no shoot this at F8 it. in a dark room that's like candle lit. No way, no way, no way, no way. And you know what she said back though? This is an example of of great client relationships because she was wonderful. But she puts her hands on my shoulders and she goes, hey, I realize that these photos won't be as good as most of the other shots. If you can just try, it would mean a lot. And so I was given, I was put in a position there where it's like, well, what do I do? Do I serve or do I not serve? And so I was like, you freaking got it. You, so you got it, man. We put that direct flash on, no modifier, threw that thing at two point eight, and you know what? They got what they got. But you know what? They got it. So <laughs> there were some good smiles. Oh man, great the ones that you could see, of the shock. ones that were in focus, were smiling. <laughs> yeah, like ah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> hey, this has been cool. So guys, if you've if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, just a little bit more unplugged. We've done again. We've been doing a lot of of really information heavy episodes lately. Uh, the point has been to really give you guys value. I, I value your time, uh, you guys, the listener. I want you guys to be able to log into this podcast and every single time that you do walk away um, feeling something, feeling inspired, feeling motivated, feeling encouraged. 
Um, but every once in a while, you know, it's cool to have, uh, to have the opportunity to just, uh, chat with you guys directly like this. So if you want more of this, please let us know in the photo co community or in our DMS that, you know, this is cool. Great episode. And again, to add to that, like if anything, just to let you know that you're not alone and that like, we're all, we're all walking through the same stuff in this industry. And again, it's a lot better together. And me and miles, we're here for you guys and would love to, to walk with you. So for don't hesitate to reach out and uh, if you have questions that have that have been similar to the ones that have hit today we're probably going to do another episode like this down uh, in the future we held on to these questions for months so uh, feel free to drop us a dm uh, with a question and maybe you'll make it on an episode mm, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool yeah you remember uh you remember being what was like seventh grade eighth grade you remember friday night they do like the slow jams try not to do shout outs you don't remember that? It was like, like at like at this at the skating rink, like kissing after dark or something like that, right? It was like oh welcome to Kiss FM. Is this just a New Mexico thing? Am I learning this just now? Maybe there'd be like shout outs, um, like hey, I want to I want to shout out to yeah, my like, girlfriend, like Delilah. Yeah, we talking sure. like Radio Delilah? No, I did not listen like, to Delilah hey, tell, tell us, in seventh grade. Come on, Delilah. This that, episode no. is over. Hey. Anyway, just wanted to give you guys shout outs. Uh, Jose and Jess, Bex, uh, Alex, Joe, everybody that wrote in questions. You guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, seriously. It's really special to, to do community with you guys. Jared, as always, buddy. Man, thanks for being my Jared. I appreciate that. Um, You're my only Jared. I am your only Jared. Thanks for joining us today, guys. We'll see you next time, okay? Bye.